praise god praise god please do not mind that um there is a noise in the background it's the rain and yeah but we'll continue thank god for the rain um let us pray father we bless your holy name we give you praise we give you honor we give you adoration thank you for being a good good father thank you for being perfect in all of your ways thank you for your word that you have for us this morning and this week we bless you for every member of the discipleship would come we thank you for our lead pastor mrs ronke Sally. we thank you for pastor faduba we thank you for the god's vessel family we thank you for everyone and the boat can be praised in jesus name father so we want to look into your word father please grant us understanding of your word in the mighty name of jesus amen praise god so i believe everybody know me already my name is muiwa and this week we'll be talking about evangelism evangelism um quickly let's open our bibles to the book of mark 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 is after genesis and just before revelation mark book of mark chapter 16 mark chapter 16 verse um, 15 15 to 16 and he said unto them go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and he that believeth is baptized and shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned praise god let's open to acts chapter 1 acts chapter 1 verse 8 Acts chapter 1 verse 8 but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem in all Judea in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth praise God so um, I want you to pay attention to some text here the first one says go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature the second one in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 talks about we being witnesses of the Father. We be witnesses of Christ. This is Christ giving us a command here to be witnesses unto him. Our last scripture before we continue, Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. Verse 45 to 48. Then he then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and he said unto them thus it is written and thus it is behooved christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at jerusalem and ye are witnesses of these things praise god so evangelism what is evangelism um evangelism is just you um, I will be very practical today. So evangelism is just you presenting the gospel of Christ to unbelievers in the power of the Holy Ghost. You know, the Bible says that you shall be witnesses unto me after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So it is you presenting the gospel of Christ to unbelievers in the power of the Holy Ghost with the aim of bringing them to accepting Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. So evangelism is basically you proclaiming the good news the gospel the good spell now the good spell cast on someone 
it's the good spirit that was coined together to give us the word God's spirit. Yeah. So, evangelism is you proclaiming the good news. Now, what is the good news? The good news is what we find in Luke chapter 24, verse 47. And that repentance and remissions of sin should be preached in Christ's name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Now, what is the good news? That Christ has totally wiped out our sins. Praise God. That we have been reconciled back to Christ. So, in evangelism, we are basically presenting Jesus primarily to an unbeliever. You are not presenting your story. You are not presenting your testimony. Those can come in later as secondary. But primarily, you are presenting Jesus. So, it is the gospel of Christ that you are to present. Not any other gospel. Not 15 ways to make it in life, not business strategies, not how to make it in your relationship, not how to survive in the Nigerian economy. You have been called to present the gospel. Why? Because this gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Praise God. You have not been called to exalt sin and its consequences. That's not the gospel. You have not you are not here to come and read us the law do not sin do not lie do not fornicate do not backbite do not covet um, your neighbor's things do not um, do not harbor jealousy or envy do not serve any other god except god you know do not do this do not do that that is not the gospel as a matter of fact man beholding sin will not get them saved it is in beholding Christ and what he has done, believing in his name that saves men. Praise God. So your job is not to present sin and its consequences. No. So if you have been doing that, going about, you know, I one of my friends, father, the way he preaches the gospel, he just say, brother, do you know you will die? Do you know you're a sinner? Do you know you have sinned? Do you know this thing you are doing is a sin? Do you know this thing you are doing is a sin? Do you know this thing you are doing is a sin? You are this is a sin. This is a sin. That is not the gospel. You have not been called to exalt sin and its consequences. Don't give sin um, um, a good look. Yeah. Don't empower sin. Your job is to put out Christ. Your job is to put out Christ. You know, in Luke chapter 24 that we just read, what has Christ asked us to share to the world? In 46, he said, And said ye unto them, that is Christ, Thus it is written, and thus it is behoved Christ to suffer, and to rise from dead the third day. So the gospel contains the death, the burial, and the ascension of Christ Jesus. Praise God. And that sums up the power of resurrection. That sums up the victory we have over sin, over the law of sin and death, over the devil. And what? In 47, it emphasizes the reconciliation back to God. How? That repentance and remissions of sin. Remission means to be to be totally wiped out. Our sins were totally wiped out when Christ died on the cross of Calvary. So, repentance and remissions of sin should be preached in Christ's name among all nations, beginning sorry beginning at jerusalem so you are to share what jesus did the total wipeout of our sin praise god praise god 
Um, let's open our Bibles to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 52. Isaiah 53, rather. Isaiah 53. Now, Isaiah 53 points out the gospel. Let's just read for... Um, ah, it's a long read. It's a long read. Let's read from verse 3 quickly. Isaiah 53, verse 3. He is despised. Now, this is talking about Christ. Isaiah here is talking about Christ. He is despised, was rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid... As it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Praise God. He was bruised for our iniquities. Praise God. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Praise God. And we like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned everyone to his way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us. Wow. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before our shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken for prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was his stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering from sin. Wow. He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. And he shall see the sea of the travel of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. Praise God, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he had poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with transgressions was numbered with the transgressors and he bear the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors praise god so this is the gospel this is the gospel that we have received this is the gospel that we have received christ coming to die for us christ taking away totally wiping out our sin christ becoming the scapegoat you know in the old testament the scapegoat the priest lays his two hands on the scapegoat, confesses the sin of himself and the nation of Israel, then let out that scapegoat into the wilderness to be eaten of by wild animals or what have you. This is how Christ was. Like, Christ did not, at any point in time, complain so much as he did on the cross because of us. The relationship that existed between Christ and the Father. You know, Christ spoke so much about him and the Father being one. Because of us, the relationship that existed between the Christ and the Father was divided at some point. You know, when gross darkness came upon the earth and Christ cried, Eloi, Eloi, Lama, Sabatani, 
my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because God could not behold sin. Christ became sin for us and was separated from the Father. But praise God, Christ died, was buried, and arose again. Praise God, hallelujah. So, evangelism is not a Bible. Um, it's not a... It's not cooked up by a man. It's not by church traditions. Um, it's a Bible doctrine. It is a command. It is a command. It is not just for the evangelist. Yes, there is an office of the evangelist. But this is a call to every believer. So, it is very important that you see this as a command to you. Not as a group. Not as a church. You know, when we get to heaven, God will not say, eh -huh. Oh yeah, you people are potters, masterpiece. Oh yeah, stay at this side. Uh -huh. So give your evangelism report. Uh, in Jamaica, open their book. How many souls were saved as a church? Uh, give them their report. RCCG, redeem, stay here. Stay behind your geo. You know, God will not do that. This is a call unto every believer individually. I want you to see it that way. You will not say Shebi is not evangelism weekend. Um, Shebi, we, we we don't go for missions in our church. It's not my fault. You know, it's, it's our pastor's fault or it's our ministry. We, we, we are not just focused on that, you know. We are just focused on building leaders. Praise God. We have been given the call. We have been given the command to evangelize. And that call is a personal call. See it as God calling you. Praise God. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 to 20, it tells us our testimony. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become meaning. He did not stop there. He gave us our testimony. Yes, we are now in Christ. We have experienced the new birth. But God did something there. He said, and all, verse 18 of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Verse 18, it says, And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Christ Jesus, praise God, and hath given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. God did not just save us. He has brought us into the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 20 says, Now, now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. This is Paul talking here. So, we have been given the ministry of reconciliation committed unto us. is the word of reconciliation that God longs for relationship with man. He longs for that relationship with every sinner out there. God loves them. God loves them. Now, if you want Jesus to come back in time, because some of us will be like, ah, we are tired of this world. If it's somebody like me, so many times I'll be like, ah, Jesus, just come. Tired of everything happening in Nigeria, especially. Now, if you want Jesus to come back on time, preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Because until the earth is covered with the glory of God, with the knowledge of the Son of God, Christ will not come. So who is delaying the gospel? We are delaying. We are delaying Jesus' second coming. Yeah. We are delaying Jesus' second coming. Now, why must you take up the task of evangelism? Now, because in Luke chapter 10, 
Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 2. It says, Because the harvest is plenty and the laborers are few. The harvest is plenty, the laborers are few. If you check the statistics in the world today, Christians only take about 1 billion out of a possible 8 billion people in the world. 1 billion out of a possible 8 billion people in the world. And do you know the people that are categorized as Christians? The ones born into Christian families, the one in protestants the one in catholic the one in seller the one in anglican everybody is regarded as christian and, and you know the funny thing is not everyone in who is in the church is in christ i mean literally even though christ and um, the church is christ's body but not everyone who is in the church at the moment is in christ yeah some are just Christians. Anyway, Christianity, they call Christianity a religion, even though the life that we have received is not a religion. It's, it's a work, it's a lifestyle. But as a religion, some people just bear that tag Christians because they are born or were born into the Christian family. So the population of the world is increasing by the day. And by the day, more unbelievers are born into the world. So it is very, very important that we put out God's word. We put out God's word. You know, he has called us to be witnesses. That's what Luke chapter 24, verse 45 to 47 says. Witnesses of what? Of what he has done. His finished works, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and the remission, the total wipeout of our sins. Praise God. Praise God. So, um, who started evangelism? Who started evangelism god did you know god started the call god started the call even from the very beginning he foreordained us you know that's what Ephesians say if you have read through the book of Ephesians, in his love he ordained us to be adopted as sons so god started the call for evangelism john 3 16 for god so loved the world that he gave so that giving of his son was a call that giving us the soul of his son was the gospel that we received praise god so um you know in colossians chapter 1 verse 12 to 13 talks about how he has translated us from the kingdom of from darkness to the kingdom of his dear son that's that's evangelism so god wants a reconciliation with us and you can be that vessel to cause that to happen you can be that vessel to cause that to happen. Praise God. Praise God. So, don't wait till they give you the tag. Okay, you have been ordained an evangelist before you evangelize. Don't wait till your church call out this week as evangelism week. You're not be like, hey, this is the time I've been waiting for. You know, I've been doing other things, but at least, you know, let's just have evangelism week so that we'll go out and evangelize. No, you can actually evangelize anywhere anytime praise god praise god and if you want to see the miraculous evangelize you want to see the supernatural evangelize you know evangelism places a demand for a miracle yeah evangelism places a demand for a miracle that's why no one could have performed more miracles than jesus yes no one could have outdone the miracles of jesus because why all that jesus came to do was to preach the gospel all that jesus came to do was to evangelize you know you find miracles at crusade grounds why because evangelism is the major goal of every crusade look at rehan Boke, for example look at john g lake look at charles and francis hunter you know evangelism 
places a demand for a miracle. Normally, man craves the um, man craves the touch of the supernatural, and evangelism allows that. So, if you want to see miracles happen through you and in you, preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Put out the word in all of its simplicity, and you see miracles happen. Put out the word. Put out the word. Put out the word. You you place God in a position where he has to just act. He is already God, but he has to act. Praise God. If you want to see the manifestation of the gift of the Spirit, put out the word of God. Evangelize. You know, the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit have always been expressed when I go out for evangelism. Praise God. Yeah, that's always been expressed. I remember there was one particular case one particular day like that, I was going for evangelism and this guy was just taking me on a long walk. I was like, ah, God, this guy is just taking me too far. And suddenly, God just gave me a word of knowledge for this guy. Pa, 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 pa. I just said some things that were true about this guy and this guy just stopped at a spot and began to pay rapt attention to what I was saying and praise God for what he did that day. May his name be glorified. So, God has not saved you to sit down. He has not saved you so that um, you disappear. You know, some of us, all we think about is, hey, I want to go to heaven. No. Hey, my mansion. Hey. Yeah, that's another thing you must also look at. You are not saving people because you want your mansion to be very big in heaven. Please don't get that. Don't get that wrong. You are not saving people because ah, you want Julius Beggar to be in charge of your mansion in heaven. God will be like, my son is working. Increase the number of Dangote cements that you are using for his mansion. No. You know, when Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. You to look at it. Mansions cannot be in the house. Jesus is not dumb. In my father's house, there are many mansions. How can mansion be in the house? Now, what was Jesus saying there? Jesus was saying that in my father's house, there are many abiding places. If you look to the Greek translation of mansion, there, there are many abiding places. So, in my father's house are so many people with the presence, evidence, and manifest presence of God in their life. Praise God. Praise God. That's what, that's what he went to do. You know, when he ascended onto the throne he presented himself he presented his blood the blood which is his life you know the the life of um what's the word now the life of a man is in the blood so he presented his life he presented his blood at the mercy seat so when he did that we can now be in christ in god that was what happened so in my father's house, there are many mansions. In my father's house, there are many abiding places. So don't go and get it wrong that you'll not be seeing cement structures in heaven. Or oh, you see wooden houses. I've heard so many, so many crazy stuff. People saying that um, their house in heaven, some people's houses in heaven, will be made of only sink, sink and paco because they did not win souls for God. That is wrong. That is wrong. Yeah. Praise God. Let's just go on. Let's just go on. Okay. So, um, as I said, I'll be very practical. So, how do we evangelize? Um, personally, I believe the most effective evangelism method, apart from organizing crusade and programs, is one-on-one evangelism. Personal evangelism. 
one-on-one. -on -one. Now, I don't mean you going into a bus and you are disturbing the peace of everyone in the bus by raising your voice on a hot Sunday or Thursday afternoon in Oshodi or on route to Oshodi. You know, that can be very, very annoying. Nobody will listen to you. Sometimes you are even making a nuisance of yourself doing that. But by talking to somebody close to you by your side, it can even start from paying the person's tea fare or by offering to buy the person cold water. <laughs> Imagine you being in a bus and you're going to Oshodi or Oro and very hot afternoon and there's somebody hawking bottle water just by the door of the bus. And you call the person you bought for yourself, you bought for the person beside you, bought for the person in front of you. And you just be like, hi, do you know Jesus? Have you met Jesus before? Are you saved? They will pay attention to you. Well, you don't just enter a bus and you go, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brethren, I am here to talk to you about rapture. Nobody will pay attention to you. Nobody will. So, one-on-one -on -one evangelism for me is the most effective you know i've found out that those who use megaphones now this is just me please this is just me i found out that those who use megaphones have never been taken serious they might even listen but it is only to see something to gist or talk about people might listen you know there was this that was coming back from work and a man was using the megaphone and he was preaching the gospel who are just talking and saying all sorts and instead of people paying attention they were like uh-uh this man can't speak english or his english is not bad eh see the bb god is even using they were not even paying attention to the gospel that he was preaching even though some of the things he said were wrong but i mean they were not even paying attention to that they were paying attention to his grammar assessing it so I believe one-on-one -on -one evangelism is the most effective. And I mean, if you can gist with anybody, literally anybody in Nigeria, you can walk up to literally anybody. Maybe at the bank or at the ATM stand, anywhere or where you're get, getting food, getting a meal or you're eating. If you just talk about the economy, you can start a conversation. Or if you just talk about sports, if you're a man, talk about the EPL or something, you can start a conversation. That's the same way you can start a conversation about Jesus. Don't be a secret service agent for Jesus. Don't hide your gospel. You know, the Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verse um, is it 18 now, or 16, say, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. So, what I want to bring out there is, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Yeah. So, now, how do you evangelize? Remember, I said I'll be using practical examples. I'll be using examples from myself. I believe um, we have three approaches to evangelizing. Number one, the direct approach. The direct approach. Now, it is very important, as I said, that evangelism, it's you putting out God's word, the gospel of Christ, by the help of the Holy Ghost. So, it is the Holy Spirit that will help you to know what approach to take don't feel like you are a professional in evangelizing no no one is a professional in evangelizing so it is the holy spirit that will help you part time to know what to say to each and every individual you come across so yeah the direct approach 
now this one you just go bam 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 you are asking him direct questions or you're asking her direct questions are you saved do you know your sins are forgiven are you born again do you have jesus these are direct questions these are direct ways of starting a conversation with a random person on the road hey bro good afternoon good morning how do you do we're headed um i won't be taking too much of your time um do you know your sins are forgiven or are you born again do you have jesus do you know who jesus is do you know what christ has done for you you know this is direct direct bam 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 there is also the indirect approach and this takes practice and this is what i just have developed over time now you just digress you use digression to just come into the light of the gospel that you want to share um recently i found out how to use um love to preach the gospel so i can just walk up to somebody and said and just say something like just start up a conversation after the exchanging pleasantries i'll just be like bro does true love exist does true love exist now i could get a yes i could get a no i could get a maybe i could get different answers and i just ask them to elaborate on it however when i want to share my own view i share my own view in the light of what christ has done for us explaining christ christ as the true love sometimes using the story or the account of Uzziah and his prostitute bride. I'm sure some of us have not read Uzziah. I'm sure some of us don't even know that Uzziah is in the Bible. And some of us have read Uzziah. So I've read that book a countless number of times. Now, Uzziah was married to a prostitute. She gave her two sons for him, but she kept going back into the act of prostitution, even though she was married to Uzziah. So much so that at the time, men be dead for her. Men were casting out lots for her in terms of money, monetary value. It's like um, she being a stripper and they are spraying. And the person who sprays the most money gets to take her home to sleep with her. Now, Hosea had to go there and join them and spray the most money to buy his wife back. And he still loved her. He still had to love her. Now, this is just how much God loves us because it gives a description of, it gave a description rather of God's love with Israel as a nation at that point in time, Israel as the bride. And this points out the relationship that some of us have with God now. We just keep going back. And God is like, I love you. Just come. I love you. God is willing to spend so much that he has already given us his only begotten son so you can use digression but i would beg you that when you want to use this digression method this indirect approach don't go through politics don't go through the economy because you are going to defeat the purpose of the evangelism going through discussions on politics and the economy i beg you in the name of god now another method you can use is true spiritual gifts word of knowledge i gave an example that i gave a word of knowledge to somebody some other times i just see pictures i just paint pictures for the person and bam, bam, bam. this is how this is how this thing looks this is how this thing looks and it's always correct 
So sometimes word of knowledge, um, gifts of healing, you pray for somebody, they get healed. Um, words of wisdom, prophecy. You know, um, Jesus used the word of knowledge when he spoke to the Samaritan woman. He said, woman, see, you had five husbands. And this one you are with, now. it's not your husband. They must say, hmm, oh God, you must be a prophet. And she paid attention to him. And Christ used that to win the money. And the man almost immediately became an evangelist, calling other people to come and see who Jesus was. Then there is, um, I don't know how many of us know Reverend Tokuba Adejuan. That's the president of Rema Bible Center in Nigeria. That's Kenneth Hagin Ministries. And there was a time some Jehovah Witness guys came to preach to him. And he was like, I want to share the word with you. And they were not paying attention. One of them was like, oh, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Can I share the word with me? It's me that came to share the word with you. And he was just praying in his spirit. That father, give me a word for somebody. Give me a word for somebody. And he pointed at one of them who came. You know, they go to two, all those Jehovah Witness people. And he pointed at one and said, hey, you have a boy under your armpit. It is big. I'll pray for you. It will go now. The man was stunned man was stunned and his friend was like well let's go let's go let's go let's go the other one said hey this man that can't tell me that i have boiled under my armpit please leave me i am going to listen to him and that's how you want to solve for christ that day so you can use um spiritual gift as i said if you want to see miracles manifest put out the word of god in all of his simplicity put out the word of god in all of its simplicity praise god yeah, please don't also forget that you really have to pray. You always have to pray. That's why we emphasize so much on prayer on this platform. You always have to pray. Now, let's just quickly run through some stuff and we'll be done. Um, yeah, as I said, personal evangelism is very, very effective. It um, can be done anytime. Now, this anytime, there's a clause to it. For example, I do not expect brothers to be calling the opposite sex at all times in the name of evangelism. You are calling a sister at 11 p.m. and you are saying, Sister, Sister Naomi, God bless you. His brother Festus, yes, the one who met you the other day, yeah, praise God, bless you, sister. No, at 11 p.m., why didn't you call during the day? Don't be chatting up a sister all in the name of sharing the gospel with her because you collected another somehow somewhere. No, that's an all time. Um, especially for someone who's married, you you'd be sorry what he is or her partner is thinking at that point in time. So pick out a very, very good time and convenient time for the person you're going to be talking to. Time that would not raise questions, you know. Yeah. Um, don't let your appearance as a soul winner be obvious. Now, you, you would have noticed that when some people see these Jehovah Witness people, they run away, they jack back. That's because they are always obvious. You always see the Awake magazine with them. You always see that bag that they carry. It's like we can identify that bag from five kilometers away. I'm just saying. So don't let your appearance give you away as a soul winner um 
Sometimes I go in shorts, you know, to be very simple. Sometimes I go in tracks, to be very simple. Sometimes I just wear a polo. I don't even carry my Bible at all. Sometimes it's, it's better not to carry your Bible. Just use your mobile app, your Bible mobile app instead. Instead of using your Bible. Yeah, it's going to help you. If they see Bible, they'll be like, oh God. <laughs> so try not to carry your Bible. It helps. Just be very casual. Don't don't let them know that it's obvious that you, your church is having evangelism today. That's why you are dressed like this and you want to come and evangelize to me. No, no, don't let them be able to get it on time so that they can welcome you well. Just like a random person. Praise God. Now, don't argue. Don't ever argue. Only in the name of trying to preach the gospel. No, it's not good to speak in tongues. It is good. Uh uh, do you know the Bible more than me? Even the Bible says it, and you start bringing out scriptures. This is good. Bros, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Some will be like, How long have you been saved? I've been saved for 33 years. 33 years and counting now. Be like, No. It's not by age. It's not by how long you've been in church. Don't argue. Don't argue. You might win the argument, but you lose the person. You might win the argument, but you lose the person. Um, let us look at First Peter chapter three, verse. Um, sorry, First Peter chapter three, verse fifteen. It says that, but sanctify the Lord in your heart, and be ready always. To give an answer to every man that asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and with fear some we say with all humility and reference now that you start arguing don't argue don't argue don't argue don't argue please do not argue when you see that it's already turning into an argument bless the person and take your leave Bless the person and take your leave. Don't try to um, stand your point and try to win. No. The purpose for the evangelism will be defeated. Don't rely on your ability. Realize that all is to the glory of God. That is why, as I said, it's very important that you pray. Even as you are going for the evangelism, you can be praying tongues under your breath. Oh, Jesus, be glorified. Jesus, be glorified. Yeah. Don't hurry. Take time to explain. Don't rush. Let them get it. Let it sink in. You can't walk up to somebody and say, Do you know that everything that makes God, God dwells in you? Do you know you have God in you now? Do you, have, do you know you have the fullness of God? You have the way. All right, now. Just give your life to Christ. All right. Take care. <laughs> Don't hurry. Take time out to explain. Take time out to explain. Now, don't be unduly familiar with the person you are trying to win to Christ. Now, what do I mean? You start a conversation with, Ah, this is your shirt. It's Versace, right? Uh-uh. I like the design now. I like the design. I like the pattern on the shirt. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't get your sick and comfortable. We start asking, Sister, I like this. We go, this, 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 this is color too, right? Uh, where did you buy it? No, 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 don't get unduly familiar. 
you you um you're evangelizing evangelizing rather to somebody mosquito is rolling on the person's head and you are trying to, or you see something on the person's hair and you want to remove it with your own hand i can imagine evangelizing to a lady and there's something by her cheek and i just use my hand to remove it <laughs> she might not believe that there's something on her cheek she can take it as any other thing i came to evangelize and i'm seeing something on her cheek to remove that means it's almost like i'm assessing her face i'm assessing her look she pretty enough to evangelize to you know have you noticed that jesus like fine people you know yeah sorry so don't be unduly familiar with the person you are trying to win to christ now don't be impatient or lose your temper while trying to preach the gospel because some people can be very annoying i've gone on evangelism before and they are using you to just catch crews some are eating as you are evangelizing to them, you are sharing the gospel, they are calling their friends, they are shouting at the other person next door and saying all sorts, don't get impatient, don't lose your temper, don't lose your temper. They are watching out, they are waiting for you to mess up, for some of them, they'll be like, yeah, see now, see now, now Jesus with this, are you sure? Yeah, you know, don't, 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 don't do that, don't do that, you know, there was somebody there was a story that my mom shared one time of a lady who was trying to enter a bus with some other people and a guy stepped on her before she entered the bus and she just kept shouting ah, that this guy stepped on her oh a sewage shoe uh, this that see the mud on her feet just hissing about and the guy kept apologizing and saying sorry sorry sister sorry and you know she just kept hissing she did not agree and now eventually people in the bus just pacified her and said sorry sister eh do eh pico sorry and as they were going on the journey this same sister that was angry that lost her temper said praise the lord praise the lord brethren praise the lord jesus is lord nobody will pay attention Nobody will pay attention. I'd rather not have that Jesus and have a very good temper than have Jesus and lose my temper. That's what some of them will say. So don't don't let them mock the life that you have received because they really do not understand. And we are the epistles that the world reads. So help them, please. Help them. Help them. Yeah. Um, look good, but don't leave a place for confusion. And people asking questions look good oh look good when you want to go and share the gospel when you want to evangelize but don't leave a place for confusion yeah you know you cannot come to me and you're wearing a see-through dress or a see-through top and you are telling me it's not by your outward appearance when i can literally see your breast you know your purpose for evangelism is defeated should i listen to you or should i be looking at your breast now i am just being practical here yeah i'm just being practical here you cannot come to me as a lady to preach to me about the gospel and you are sagging and i can see your boxes or your trousers are too tight or i can see your nipples 
you know these these things just don't leave a place for confusion and it's just beyond the um the outward look or your dress it's just beyond that it's just beyond that yeah look good but don't leave a place for confusion you know paul said that if what i will do we make a man to fall i'd rather not do it he said if eating meat will make my neighbor to fall i'd rather not meet eat meat all the days of my life so yes look good don't be rough dress well dress well dress accordingly also yeah and i must say something about dressing accordingly um don't dress like a ghetto kid in an urban area you don't want to go and preach the gospel in a bank or in an establishment and you're looking haggard and i mean you are awfully dressed i mean nobody will pay attention to you and you don't want to go and be preaching in the ghetto and you're dressed like a celebrity and all flashy i mean um aside the fact that your clothes might not go home with you and that you'll be attacked I don't see you sharing the gospel. I don't see men paying attention to you. There are times I want to wear certain clothes to church and the Holy Spirit has stopped me. I'll be like, you know, don't wear it. And, you know, maybe I'm ministering that day. Maybe why ministering? Now, this is just me. Why ministering? They will not focus on me. They'll focus on what I'm wearing. Maybe my wristwatch. Maybe my wristwatch. Maybe a hublot wristwatch. Or maybe my shoe. Or maybe a particular trouser or maybe a particular shirt that might just be so loud that people may not pay attention and they'll just be ah this guy's shirt is so nice uh-uh my god meanwhile the guy is trying to minister to them also lead them in worship yeah praise god so i i know i've addressed some things yeah okay um which one let me see if i can remember any yeah so god wiped away our sins he wiped out our sins, but he did not wipe our brains out. So, it is very important to know when to withdraw. Jesus knew when to withdraw. So, every time he withdrew, the Bible says, It's our had not yet come. Else, you would die for nothing. You cannot go into a mosque and you are shouting, Jesus is Lord, when they are trying to pray. You know, a stupidity, and you might die for nothing, all in the name of you're trying to preach the gospel. So just read situations and be sure. Yeah, there are extreme cases, but read situations and be sure and be led to preach the gospel. Yeah. So, as I said, anywhere you can preach the gospel in the bus, but I prefer that you do this one on one basis. Just pick a person one at a time, one at a time, and try and follow up one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. Uh, um, you can pick secondary schools. You can decide to okay, I'll focus of focus on um, children in kindergarten classes. Focus on children or girls in a particular secondary school. Okay, I'll focus on only the guys. In it. Just do what you're comfortable with. Secondary schools, you can do marketplaces, you can do universities, you can do prison, prison evangelism, you can do bank areas, anywhere really, anywhere really. And I did not talk about um, um, 
mediums of evangelism you know you can use your phone um tracks share tracks I've, I've noticed that trust is no longer as effective as it used to be in time past because of phone now so yeah a size i have um, a reservation about the mass media um your whatsapp status for example wipes out after 24 hours i think yeah 24 hours and I mean, your WhatsApp status is not enough to preach the gospel. You have to enter somebody's DM. Yeah. A picture is never enough sometimes. Have you noticed that sometimes most people who are blessed by pictures and all are people who are already in the faith or have a little understanding of what the gospel is. So, yeah, it cannot be that effective. It can be effective. Well, it cannot be that effective. So, I encourage that you go out. I know the Holy Spirit has given us boldness. You can start from your friends. Let your friends begin to see how serious you are about the faith that you have received. Yeah, let your friends begin to see how serious you are about the faith you have received. If your friends are comfortable saying certain stuff around you, I mean, saying all sorts dirty talks and all it's time it's high time we started talking to them that you're a changed man in christ and until you have been given the ministry of reconciliation and you are sharing the gospel of christ with them to bring them back into fellowship with god praise god so um i i believe that we'll get questions on thursday in our whatsapp interactive session and um, the lord bless us in the name of jesus father we thank you for your word thank you for all that you have done for us we ask that your people have goodness to go out and preach the gospel in the name of jesus miracles are wrought through their hands in the name of jesus for in jesus name we pray amen